It's time for JT the Brick. How are we doing? Baby, I'm great. JT, how are you doing? What do we want to talk about with the Raiders? So I want to see an interception. I want to see some sacks. Raiders come with four. Here comes the fifth rusher. And he's sacked. Deshaun Bauer had him around the waist. And the Raiders defense holds on fourth down. And then your boy JT got it right. JT the Brick. Always, always great to be with the Brick. I don't spend a lot of time on teams that don't make the playoffs. We talked about what matters in championships and winning here. It's Big Boy Radio. That is the best atmosphere in a preseason game that I've ever been a part of. And that's easy to say that, clearly. Get your ass out here and get ready. Here we go. And now, here's JT the Brick. And filling in for JT today, here's Harry Ruiz. Raider Nation, so close. Yet so far, the silver and black was of shocking the world and beating the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. But at the end of the day, for the second time in the first five weeks of the 2022 season, the Raiders blow a 17-point lead and end up on the wrong side of a 30-29 final score against the defending AFC West champions. The Raiders want to be in the spot where the Chiefs are at, and they're not able to do so, just trying to be there. And they just can't get it. I'm Harry Ruiz hosting here for JT the Brick, who is over at Raiders headquarters. We might be hearing from him a little bit later today. We also got a couple of guests here today on the JT the Brick show. A little bit later on, we're going to have Brian Salmon in hour number two from News 3 Las Vegas. And also in hour number one, we're going to have Logan Reaver, a new fixture on your TV here in Las Vegas. He's with 8 News Now. He was out in Kansas City at the game yesterday. He's actually still there. He's flying back to Vegas a little bit later today. So we're going to talk with him to hear about the environment that was out there and all the situation, the referees. They got involved one way or another for both squads. Both teams have a legit reason to be disappointed, to be pissed off at the Zebras after what happened last night. The Raiders had a couple of players with incredible numbers on offense. Josh Jacobs, back-to-back games breaking his personal records on rushing yards and in total yards in a game. Devontae Adams, for the third time as a Raider, 100-plus yards, receiving yards, and for the fourth out of his fifth games in the silver and black, finishes with a scoring TD for the first time with the Raiders, has multiple touchdowns. But unfortunately, what people are talking about him is the situation that he was involved post-game pushing a photographer down to the ground as he they crossed paths as Adams was going into the locker room area and the photographer was running towards somewhere else without looking at who was coming his way or if anybody was coming his way. We'll talk about that a little bit further today, and there's already uh, some situation brewing with that in Kansas City with the person that was shoved down already filing a police report. And, of course, we're going to talk about everything in between this game. I know that the two-point conversion is going to be a hot topic of conversation here today. Last night on social media, I was out here in the Lotus Broadcasting Studios doing the Spanish radio broadcast, and uh, we were in our post-game show an hour after the game and social media was blowing up i was like all right i want to see what raider nation has to say tomorrow which is today here on raider nation radio on the jt the brick show you know that this show is for you raider nation and we want to hear from you so chime in 702 
365-9200 as the Raiders ended up being defeated by the Chiefs 30-29, dropping their record to one win and four defeats heading into their bye week. I think this is perfect for the Raiders that they have an opportunity to just decompress and look at what's coming up. And honestly, you look at the schedule and there's no easy games in the NFL. But it's less difficult what's coming up with the next six games than what we had seen in the previous five for the Silver and Black. Out of the next six teams that the Raiders face, none of them have a winning record at this moment. And you look back and the teams that the Raiders have faced so far, and those have a higher level of difficulty in the kicking off of the 2022 campaign. So... Let's start off with some highlights of what happened last night on the game that you were able to tune in and listen to here on Lotus Broadcasting, including Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. After both teams in their first offensive drives ended up having three and outs, the Raiders took the ball back and were on fourth and one on their 42-yard line. Everybody is thinking that the Raiders are going to run the ball to try to get that one yard, maybe a quarterback sneak. But no, this is what happens. Let's go with the Raiders radio network and Jason Horowitz on the call. Fourth down and one for the Raiders on their own 42. Ball on the left hash. Jacobs lined up behind Johnson. Snap. Play action. Carr shot down the field. Wide open Adams has it at the 20. 10-yard line. Goodbye. Touchdown Raiders. 58 yards on fourth and one to Devontae Adams, who chucked the ball into Arrowhead Stadium, and the Raiders strike first. Of course, people love aggressiveness when it ends up resulting in seven points. When you end up getting the touchdown and the extra point, you love aggressiveness. And the Raiders, they were aggressive on that call. Instead of just going with the logical solution of being like, okay, let's run the ball, let's get a quarterback sneak, let's let's get the yard, let's keep this offensive drive going. No, the team went deep. They went to Devontae Adams. The pass was a little bit short, but fortunately, D.A. was able to come back and catch that pass from D.C. for Derek car his 200th pass for a touchdown as a quarterback in the NFL and that was a hot way to start the game fortunately for the silver and black the Kansas City Chiefs they ended up missing a field goal after that and they got the ball back the Raiders did in good territory in a good position and they were able to capitalize off of two defensive pass interferences from the Chiefs covering Devontae Adams putting the Raiders at the one yard line for the Kansas City Chiefs and here's the call. Carr is out of the gun on second and goal. Snap. Handoff Jacobs. Probes the middle. Pushing. Pushing. Touchdown Raiders. He would not be denied. He got right on the back of Dylan Parham and Andre James at a one-yard Jacobs touchdown run gives the Raiders a 13-0 lead one minute into the second quarter. So that's a good start. You're up 14-0 against the Kansas City Chiefs, and you're like, okay, you can only try to contain and limit Patrick Mahomes, but you can't stop him, right? Well, the Raiders on the first three Kansas City offensive drives, they had a three-and-out, a missed field goal, and another three-and-out. And that put the Raiders in position to extend their lead. And this is another hot topic of conversation. The Raiders had a fourth and one at the Kansas City 34-yard line. 
of course, now that we know the re- the end result with the Raiders' defeat, a lot of people are saying they should have gone for it on fourth and one there and keep their offense on the field and try to put your foot on the throat of the Kansas City Chiefs and score another touchdown. But the Raiders, when you have a kicker like Daniel Carlson, who came into the game scoring his last 35 field goal attempts, you just ride the hot, not hot hand, the hot foot of Daniel Carlson. And D.C. ended up uh, connecting on a long field goal. Carlson, perfect on the year. Cole puts the hold down. Right-legged boot is sailing towards the uprights. And he drills it again. Carlson from 53 puts the Raiders up 17-0. A long field goal for Daniel Carlson. And at that moment, I'm looking at the situation and I'm like, look, the Raiders have a three-possession lead. They're up 17 to nothing. They're in a good spot. They're in a good situation. It ended up being their biggest lead of the game because Kansas City, they started chipping back in. And they had the Chiefs, they had a Chiefs drive. 11 plays, 75 yards in just under five minutes, and it ended this way. Juju Smith-Schuster, Miko Hardman to the right of the formation. Valdez Scantling to the left. Third and goal inside the Raiders' one. End zone to our right. Mahomes takes the shotgun snap. Scans. Back of the end zone. Kelsey standing up. Caught it. Touchdown, Kansas City. Travis Kelsey. How about this? That was just his third reception of the game. The previous two, a four-yard catch from the Kansas City 42 to Kansas City 46. A six-yard catch from the Kansas City 25 to the Kansas City 31. The first time he touched the ball in enemy territory was for a touchdown from the Las Vegas one-yard line on third and goal. That put points on the board for the Kansas City Chiefs, and that started to get this Chiefs offense into the right gear, into the right position, where they wanted to be. They put points on the scoreboard, 17-7. The Raiders' lead shrinked to 10 points at that point. And... We go to the next Raiders drive, and a controversial play ended up happening. A lot of people, of course, if you wear silver and black, you've always had the referees against you, or at least that's how we feel. In this case, that didn't happen. Let's hear the call. Chiefs settle into the blitz from behind. Pressure gets to Carr, and it's ripped out of his arms. Late flag thrown in as Chris Jones, coming off the right side, made the sack on Carr's shoulder. But we'll see what the flag is. Personal foul. foul. Roughing the passer. Number 97. Defense. 15-yard penalty. The Chiefs fans were pissed off royally. And in my opinion, with all due respect, Raider Nation, and I, you know I'm one of you. I rock the silver and black. I rock with the Raiders all the time. But I think that was a sack, a strip sack, and that the Kansas City Chiefs should have had the ball. Fortunately, we had the call go our way, which never happens, but we'll take it. It finally happened, right? And look, I also understand the explanation from the official from this match. The referee called Carl Cheffers talking to Adam Teicher, the pool reporter from ESPN, after the game saying, as a defensive player, you just can't land with all your weight on the quarterback. 
But then he was asking. It's like, yeah, but the ball was stripped. It's like, yes, but you just can't fall on top of the quarterback. And you go back to everything that has happened in the last couple of weeks with quarterbacks getting knocked out of games, quarterbacks going into the concussion protocol, quarterbacks being protected because they're the prized possession of the NFL and that's why the referees ended up making that call. Now we got to see. There might be a change with that situation going forward. Maybe if the ball is loose, you can't call that, or maybe it becomes a reviewable situation. But at that moment, the Raiders, they were just going to be like, hey, you know what? Let's take advantage of this. The team is up. Let's extend our lead. And they ended up extending their lead, but only, again, with three points, consecutive drives that end with a field goal. Zig to snap it. Cole puts the ball down, right-legged boot, sailing towards the upright, and it is good again. Daniel Carlson with his 37th consecutive make. Daniel Carlson, fourth and two with 21 seconds left. Back-to-back 50-plus yard field goals. He is pretty much the closest thing to a sure thing when you're talking about kickers in the NFL in big moments. It's been a while since he has missed one week eight of the 2021 campaign. So here's the situation. Another fourth and short for the Raiders. And just 21 seconds left. Another Now that we know the result, people are questioning the coaching staff. Go for it on fourth and two. Josh Jacobs is hot. Run the ball with them. Get the job done and keep the, Raider, the Chiefs offense off the field. No, the Raiders go with that field goal and extend the lead 20-7 to in that moment. And the first thing I said on the radio broadcast is, look, there's 17 seconds left after the field goal made, and that makes me remember what happened in the AFC Divisional Championship, in the AFC Divisional Playoff game last year between the Chiefs and the Bills. The Bills were up by three. The Chiefs had only 13 seconds left. They needed to get into field goal range to tie the game. What did they do? Two plays, field goal range, and they were able to score a field goal back last year in the playoffs. Or, well, this year, January, this year in the playoffs. So I said 17 seconds, man. It's still a lot of time for Patrick Mahomes and his offensive weapons. And the worst part is the Raiders ended up helping him out. We got two safeties all the way back at midfield. Quick throw. It's McKinnon. Stiff arm at the 30. And now we've got a flag on the near sideline. Roderick Teamer had him around the shoulders at the 35, trying to just drag him out of bounds. And both officials threw the flag. Personal foul. Face mask. Number 33. Defense. 15 yards will be added to the end of the play. Automatic first down. Four plays. 34 yards in 17 seconds. 15 of those 34 yards were with that penalty from Roderick Teamer. And the fourth play was a Kansas City field goal that was a long one. And this is from 59 as the Arrowhead crowd tells you what they think of Carl Sheffers. Snap is down. Kick is a line drive heading towards the uprights. And it sneaks over. Matthew Wright with a line drive, 59-yarder to end the first half. A career long, but they will head to the locker room as the Raiders race off the field with trash being thrown at them. And I think Max Crosby just threw some of it back into the stands. 
Matthew Wright had already missed the shorter field goal in this game. And the Chiefs said, you know what? We weren't able to find the end zone. What do we try? A Hail Mary into the end zone and see if we can catch a ball in there. The ball ends up going into one of our receivers' hands. Or do we just try a field goal with the clock winding down and getting triple zeros? And if it goes in, it goes in. If not, we end up going into the halftime break down on the score 20-7. to They tried that field goal. It ended up working for them. And unfortunately for the Raiders, that penalty from Roderick Teamer ended up costing them three points. And I want to say this. Matthew Wright, yes, by the end of the game, he had already missed two kicks. He got lucky with one of them. We'll talk about that a little bit more ahead on the show. But in his career, with stops with Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, and Kansas City, he was 27 for 30, a 90% kicker. From 50-plus, he was 4 for 6. This was definitely his longest kick, and he was only in that game because Harrison Butker still has a left ankle injury. And you saw him there on the sidelines, and he was disappointed that he couldn't play but once that 59 yard field goal went through he had a huge smile on his face because the Chiefs they saw that lead for the Raiders decrease to 20 to 10 so at halftime you're how are you feeling Raider Nation at halftime I was like okay the team is up but there's still a lot of time left in this game there's 30 minutes left to be played and the Raiders are just up by a touchdown and a field goal 10 points and then the Chiefs, they had a hot start to the second half. 12th play of the drive for the Chiefs. Raiders halftime lead 20 to 10. Kansas City on the Vegas four with a third and goal. Mahomes out of the gun. Play action. Looks left the whole way. Throws Kelsey. Steps out of the tackle into the end zone. Duran Harmon saw it, but Kelsey rolled through the tackle for the touchdown. And the Chiefs on the opening drive of the third marched 75 yards to cut the Raiders' lead at 20-16. to 16. So Chiefs fans, that lady that had that sign that Travis Kelsey was her hall pass, and everybody that owns Travis Kelsey and their fantasy team, they were happy because he was two touchdowns in, and the lead for the Raiders had dropped to 20-17 to 17 after the extra point. For the Raiders, the worst situation possible happened in their first drive of that second half of the third quarter. A three and out, but the way it happened is the reason why the Raider Nation is pissed off. Penalties, penalties, penalties. The Raiders are shooting themselves in the foot with penalties in big spots. That three and out, it was a Mac Hollins offensive pass interference, a delay of game, and an intentional grounding. They were at 4th and 22 from the Las Vegas 13. They had to punt the ball away because they were in terrible territory. They were in a terrible situation. And right there, it's like, all right, let's hope our defense can do something. And unfortunately, they weren't able to find a solution for Travis Kelsey inside the 10-yard line. Mahomes, back to pass. Pocket collapses, rolls out to the right, fires short, Kelsey has it at the 8, racing back towards the middle, Raiders diving for him, can't tackle him, touchdown Kelsey! The Raiders had three chances to bring him down, and he stepped through all three tackles, racing towards the middle, angling towards the end zone, and the Raiders' 17-point lead is gone. Kansas City 23, Vegas 20. And they did try an extra point at that situation, so they extended the lead to 24-20. to 20. And now the Raiders, heck, that 17-point lead they started off the game hot with disappeared. 
They were down by four points at that moment. The Kansas City Chiefs had scored 24 points while the Raiders had only scored three points in that time since their first points for the Chiefs on the scoreboard. So what? What now? The Raiders? They're in a bad spot. And then Carr got the Raiders. Well, not Carr. Josh Jacobs got the Raiders in enemy territory. But unfortunately, a Carr sack backed up the Raiders and that just limited them to another field goal try. Another field goal just to get this game into a one-point difference. Carlson made two in the first half, both from beyond 50. This is 47 from the right hash. Snap is there. Boone is solid. Plenty of distance. And what else is new? Daniel Carlson splits the upright. His consecutive made field goal streak is now up to 38. And the Raiders get closer. But they still trail the Chiefs by one. Up to that moment in the previous four offensive drives from the Kansas City Chiefs, Kansas City had a touchdown, a field goal to end the first half, a touchdown, and a touchdown. Three touchdowns and one field goal. The Raiders... After their second touchdown, they had only gotten field goal, field goal, punt, field goal. Look, fortunately, none of those field goals were in the red zone. So in those spots that the Raiders were at, they're not minus four. Shout out to Fabian. Shout out to everybody that has that minus four at the morning tailgate that they coined it with the field goals that the Raiders have gone with in the red zone that unfortunately have been many. But... Right there, okay, a long field goal, you were in a bad spot, you tried it, and you're thinking, okay, worst case scenario, the Chiefs score a touchdown, and we're still down by one possession. For the Raiders' good fortune, they did get a stop on third down. This after the Chiefs had earlier moved the ball on third and 15 from Kansas City's 36-yard line. They got into the red zone, but on third and 14, they got the stop that they needed so bad. Mahomes out of the gun. Raiders bring a blitz. Mahomes chased out of the pocket to his right. Fires towards the end zone. And it's incomplete. Juju Smith-Schuster had settled at the goal line. Tried to turn around and adjust, but the ball was over his head with Yassine in coverage. And the Raiders' defense gets a stop. That was fantastic. That's exactly what the doctor had ordered you to do. You got to stop on third down. You're going to limit Kansas City to a field goal try. And look, if they score a field goal, you're down by four and you're able to get the lead with a touchdown. Let's hear what happened with that field goal try. Jason Horowitz on Compass Media Network. So Matthew Wright, who missed in the opening half from 41 and made from 59 on this time for a 37 Spotted on the left hash. High snap. Put down. Kick is up. Sailing towards the uprights and no good. He missed wide right last time. He misses wide left this time. Now hold on though. There is a flag down back at the 13-yard line. And the Chiefs are pointing towards the Raiders side. Ugh. Did they have 12 men on the Holding. Field? Number 51. Defense. Five-yard penalty. Automatic. That, First down. That is wow. just wow. brutal. Wow. That might be a makeup call from earlier. But we've said that much of the second half. Five-yard penalty and an automatic first down. On a missed field goal called on Malcolm Kuntz. And I honestly cannot understand why Malcolm Kuntz would hold anyways. What are you doing? You're supposed to be trying to rush. 
Why would you hold an offensive lineman? Uh, and Josh McDaniels is giving him an earful on the far sideline. So Jason Horowitz, I love what he said right after the penalty was called on the Raiders. Ugh. I think that's what everybody at Raider Nation was like, really? You're going to call that a holding on the defense, on the special teams? During a field goal kick, you have to be absolutely kidding me. And Lincoln Kennedy, he was right on the money when he said, that was a makeup call. That was a makeup call. I mean, the referees, I'm pretty sure they got a call from New York, and they were like, hey, you screwed it up with that sack. That was a strip sack. That should have changed the possession. That was trash. So you got to help Kansas City here in the second half. So whichever, whatever you see. A small play, let us know. And shout out to Josh DeVoe, who tweeted last night, this appears to be the last time a defensive hold was called on a field goal uh, per Sports Radar database on Christmas Eve 2015. Who got that call? The Raiders. The Raiders. Khalil Mack got called on it. Zebras, thanks for that call in the first half, but you're still trash. You're still trash. You're still terrible. So... Ugh, that defensive holding left the Chiefs on the field. And guess what happened next? Another one. Travis Kelsey. Three tight ends in the game for Mahomes. Edwards Hilaire the back. Play action Mahomes. Dumps it through to the end zone. It's caught by Kelsey again. Grabs it all alone. Tosses it to the sideline. His fourth touchdown of the night. And the Chiefs' lead extends to 7, 30-23. The Raiders' defense has to get their act together when it comes to Travis Kelsey. I mean, good thing between the 20s you were able to limit the man to just 10 yards on two catches. But then you go to the inside the 10. On goal-to-go situations, the Raiders allowed five catches from Travis Kelsey for four touchdowns. Dave Ziegler, Josh McDaniels, Patrick Graham, they got to find a solution, a way to limit this man. And this is the area of the field where they have the less space possible. When you're in, the, in your 20-yard line, you got 80 yards to play, 80 yards to find Travis Kelsey open. When you're inside the 10 and you're snapping the ball with 22 men there, there's no excuses. You got to figure out a way to limit this man. I don't care if next time you got to put three guys on him. Something. Do your job. It's incredible. that I mean, Travis Kelsey's that damn good. He's the best tight end in the NFL. But figure out a way to limit this, man. Come on. And then the Chiefs. People are... I, I was shocked. Nobody asked Andy Reid about this. I listened to this press conference. Nobody asked him. They went for two. And at first, I was like, all right, maybe they're looking for the dagger. Oh. Well, they got the touchdown with the 30-23. to 23. That was Kelsey's touchdown. So they're up by seven. They went for two points. I was like, all right, you get the, the extra point. You're up by eight. Best the Raiders can do is tie the game. They went for two. And with the two-point conversion, they failed. I was like, perfect. And then I started thinking, you know what? Maybe, just maybe, they didn't have enough trust on the kicker, Matthew Wright the 2019 undrafted free agent out of UCF. He missed two field goals. One of them didn't count because of uh, the holding. So statistically, he missed one, but we saw him miss two kicks. He scored a 59-yarder. 
But the closer ones, he failed. So they were like, you know what? He might miss that kick, so we might as well go for two. They failed, and that left the Raiders with life in this game. And on third and six from the Kansas City 48-yard line, what are the Raiders going to do? Are they going to try to move the sticks? No, they're being aggressive. Pressure off the edge, into the pocket, lobs one downfield for Adams, at the goal line, over his shoulder, touchdown! Derek Carr racing forward on a beautiful ball for 48 yards! DC dropped the dime to DA. An incredible pass. It was double coverage. And DC said, I'm throwing it there because I know Adams is going to get that catch. And he did. And the Raiders are one extra point away from tying the game. And conventional thinking tells you, tie it. But with four minutes and 27 seconds left, the Raiders coaching staff said, you know what? We haven't been able to stop the Kansas City Chiefs defense. And when we did, the referees took it away from us with that field goal ghost holding call on our special team. So you know what? Let's go for the lead and put the pressure on them to go for a touchdown because we saw they're not trusting their kicker right now. They went for the two-point conversion. They don't need to, but they're going for it. it. End zone to our right, trying to take the lead. Snap to Carr, handoff Jacobs, pressing the middle, leaning forward, it's going to be close. He's not in. People are pissed off that the Raiders didn't tie the game, that they didn't go for the extra point. I'll be honest, I 100% understand why the Raiders did it. I 100% do so. Josh Jacobs was hot in that game. Two yards, give him the ball. He's going to get the two-point conversion. You get the lead, and you put all the pressure on the Kansas City Chiefs. You're going to need to get a stop to get the win against the Chiefs, so all right, do so with the lead. They were trailing, so guess what? You still need to stop the Kansas City Chiefs to get the ball back. And the Raiders, they were able to do so. Shotgun for Mahomes. Empty set. Snap. Raiders bring a blitz up the middle. Off his back foot. Lobs down the field. It's incomplete. Miko Hardman was blanketed by the rookie Sam Webb. And it'll bring up fourth down. And Kansas City trots out Tommy Townsend to punt. Third and three at the Las Vegas 46. And the Raiders get a stop. And the best part is it was an incomplete pass. And with that, the clock stopped. You're in the best position possible. Two minutes, 29 seconds. You need a field goal to win this game. The Raiders, of course, they had to start in a difficult position. Why? Because they were all the way backed up in their seven-yard line. But they used Josh Jacobs a couple of times, and that was smart because nobody was expecting rushes because you only have one timeout in the two-minute warning. So Josh Jacobs was able to help the Raiders get close to the middle of the field. The Raiders advanced all the way to the 46-yard line. Third and one, incomplete pass to Devontae Adams that originally had been called a complete pass. I looked at the replay and said, I understand. Fourth and one, the Raiders go deep. Call, snap, he is going to pass. Blitz up the middle, off his back foot. Raiders fall down, no flag, and the Chiefs are going to win. They don't run it. Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro were in the same spot down the field. Tangled up, Devontae Adams just chucked his helmet on the far sideline into the ground. Frustration. The Raiders are learning the hard way with losses. 
They were defeated 30 to 29. Patrick Mahomes just took a knee. And the Raiders are going to trot to the near sideline and the end zone to our right. The tunnel leading up to their locker room. And they're going to fly back to Las Vegas tonight and into the bye week link. One and four on the season that started with so much promise. But instead right now, one and four and one and two in the division. Difficult. Very difficult. Now, the margin of error for the Raiders is minimum. They pretty much got to win nine out of their last 12 games just to be in a position to get to double-digit wins and match the win record for last year. And we don't know if that's going to be enough. And the phone lines are starting to light up. And I got to go with my man, Passionate Raider. Passionate, what do you think about last night? Man, Harry, uh, this has been 39 years of this, man. Every year is going to be the year. This year is going to be this. This year is going to be that. I don't care who puts on silver and black. When they come over here to silver and black, it gets real ugly for them. I, I, I don't, I, I'm lost. I'm, I'm, I, I don't understand. Josh was looking. Josh already had me skeptical from his pressers throughout the week how intimidated he was, he was letting us see him be of Coach Reed and these Kansas City Chiefs. And he come out and we put a, a whooping on him. And then we let him get that little field goal at the end, which was only a 59-yarder. But still, why do you get a, a 20 to three lead and you lose the game in the NFL? You can't. I don't give a damn about no referees. I don't care about nothing. There was times, there was possessions where there was stops, and that offense has to score seven points, and they don't do it week after week after week and then we sit here in Raider Nation and we find every freaking excuse under the moon why we didn't win a game. I must say it again and I must say it one time loud. Until Mark Davis sells this team, this is the show we will watch. Have a good day. Passionate my man, thank you so much for the call. Raider Nation, I understand. I understand your frustration. But Got to put a foot in front of the of the other one, and you got to take steps forward. And I think the Raiders are closer to getting wins than getting their butts kicked. I know this isn't for. Let's see who gets defeated by the less amount of points, but it's it's just crazy right now. Modelo is an official beer of the Raiders and the official beer of fans with the fighting spirit. Modelo, rooted in the heart of the Raider Nation, drink responsibly. Imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. the JT The Brick Show with today's guest host, Harry Ruiz. We had a play that we felt really good about. We thought we would get a look that gave us a shot at it for sure. Uh, we had a chance. We had a fair fight at it. You know, they played it a little bit better than we did and uh, gave ourselves an opportunity to take the lead there and, you know, and then maybe put a little extra pressure on them when they had the ball. You know, nothing more, nothing less. Just trying to be aggressive, trying to win the game. There's head coach Josh McDaniels, and we're going to go with somebody else that was out there in Kansas City for the game. I actually think he's still out there right now getting some barbecue, a new fixture in your local TV out here in Las Vegas with 8 News Now, Logan Reaver. Logan, a pleasure to have you on the air here today on the JT The Brick Show. Hey, what's going on, pal? Yeah, uh, we're nice, full, and happy at the moment. Uh, just had a massive brisket sandwich. 
so if I fall asleep halfway through this, just just don't mind me, okay? There you go. Logan, last night's game, a tough defeat for the Silver and Black. Uh, can you give me your observations of what happened down there on the field? You were out there at Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously very loaded, especially at the end of the game, uh, which is kind of the Devontae situation. I was probably about like 10 feet uh, from what happened, so it was, it was pretty clear as day. Um, I mean, it, it felt like there was a lot of frustration sort of boiling over towards the end of that game between, I mean, obviously a lot of the guys thought that they had the two-point conversion in the moment, um, and you saw some of the emotions, like even looking at Derek Carr and a number of the players before they actually uh, ruled it short. And I think that that emotion sort of carried over into what happened with the last four minutes of the game. So, you know, there's, there's obviously no excuse for what happened, but you can definitely tell down on the field is that there was such a sense of urgency, really from before the game, in the pregame. A, a lot of the Raiders guys came out with uh, not just a lot of swagger, but they just kind of knew the moment. And I think when you reflect on being one and four in that entire situation, obviously there's, there's no place for, for the action in the aftermath, but... It really was just such a hectic environment and, and such an emotionally draining game. Like, you could really sense that being in the locker room after the fact that obviously guys had, had given their all and there was a lot of sort of, like, quiet whispers from, from you know, coaches, just the players kind of whispering in their ears, you know, before we're doing interviews with the guys. So, you know, I think it definitely was a, a game that was taxing mentally and, and physically, of course, um, and just a, a really a heartbreak's heartbreak to lose, uh, to be quite honest with you, Eric. I'm talking with Logan Reaver from 8 News Now, sports anchor. He's there in Kansas City. He was there last night in the game. How crazier did the crowd get the moment after that roughing the passer call happened on the field? It, it really it really was night and day. And it's funny because when, when they're when the Raiders are up seventeen to nothing, you're you're just kind of waiting, right? You're waiting on Kansas City to sort of have that moment because we we've seen them erase so many leads so quickly. And at that point, I believe it was 17-7 to right before about to go into halftime. And that call, for some reason, even in the second half, it just it kept coming up and up. But it really woke up Arrowhead. And ironically enough, it, it woke up Patrick Mahomes, I feel like, more than anybody else. And he wasn't even involved in, in the play, per se. Uh, so it really was, you know, you can't give this team an inch momentum-wise. And it's nothing the Raiders could do. You know, they can't control that. Um, and it's just also ultimately ironic because the Raiders – I believe they had four penalties up until that point, and I think they had eight thrown at them after the fact. So, you know, Kansas City was booing like nobody's business for the duration of the game, but they were the ones getting a lot of calls uh, down the stretch. So it, it definitely felt you, you never want to be that guy that's like, hey, blame the reps. But there was there was a distinct difference in not just how the crowd was acting, but how the referees themselves were acting and the tones in their voice as they were literally giving the call for each one. Uh, I would say that the fans definitely have some real estate in their heads uh, after that call was made. I'm not sure if you were around the area when the Raiders were heading into the locker room at the end of the first half, but there's a video from ESPN of Chiefs fans throwing trash onto the field. There's a, a, a an accusation from Jermaine Illuminor about hearing, hearing racist remarks during the game. Did you notice anything of that? Uh, I didn't notice anything of that at the at the time of halftime. I was still up in the press box. Um, I was able to down to be on the field for the last five minutes of the game, uh, just because we were you know going live down from the field at that point. So I didn't see the halftime stuff. Uh, I saw his tweets and the the accusation. There was nothing that I personally heard down there. But again, I was down there for a very select time during the course of the game, um, not the full sixty minutes. 
Um, but I mean, yeah, this is, you know, Kansas City has had their stirrups in the past when it comes to fans. You know, this is, this is not anything that's too different. I mean, this is the same group that booed a moment of unity, um, back in 2020, you know, during the height of everything that was George Floyd and all of the protests that came along with it. So, you know, this is something that has happened in the past. I can't speak to what happened last night. Um, but yeah, that's just where we are on that front. So one of the big things during the preseason was just try to figure out ways to not lose games. And the Raiders last night, they became the first team in NFL history to lose a game having a 150-yard rusher in Josh Jacobs, a 100-yard receiver in Devontae Adams, on not having turnovers and having no more than two punts in a game. I mean, that's something that at least it shows you the team is advancing, but they're so close yet so far. They are, and I, I've really come to this conclusion, at least in, in the losses, that they kind of tend to get in their own way. I know that's a literal physical representation when it comes to the Hunter Renfro and Devontae Adams there on the last play, getting in their own way. But metaphorically, they've been getting in their own way on so many of these games. Like it just, I mean, we keep going to the decision to go for two there. I really don't understand it with not just how, how money Daniel Carlson is, but even if you go up by one with four and a half minutes, Patrick Mahomes on the other end, one point is not enough. I understand if it's seven, eight, two possessions, but it really, it, it was kind of beyond me because the Chiefs kicker had missed two pretty short change kicks up until that point, too. So playing for the tie, and then eventually, you know, you get the stop, and then you would have been playing for overtime at the very least on that final drive there. So, I mean, we live in this heightened time of Brandon Staley with the Chargers. All the, you see it weekly. All of these teams just leaving points on the field or going for it on these fourth downs, all of these gambles. And time and time again, I mean, it ends up being the reason that they lose. And I understand analytics and the numbers and all the things that go along with it, but it truly is head-scratching, especially for a team like the Raiders right now who are sitting at 1-4 and four, where, you know, it's one thing to take gambles and take risks, but... You know, at a certain point, you have to sort of play for the, the long term. And trying to get to two and three was the priority last night. Um, and, and that decision just very much didn't feel uh, like it was priority oriented. Holding on a field goal try is on the defense, yeah. on the Raiders. Uh, I, I mean, what's yeah. your thoughts on that? I haven't seen it. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen that called. In, in the years that I've been watching football. I mean, I actually think that it's incredible that the ref even saw it because there's so forward to field that I know that you're looking at the edges, but it, it was, as soon as they were calling it, we're like, I don't really understand. We thought it was maybe offsides or something of the like, or it had to be something on Kansas City, and then he misses it. But defensive holding, especially on a play where it just it really wasn't necessary or involved, I mean, again, that goes back to the number of penalties that were called in the after that point from the roughing the passer. That was another one that you just go, man. And I mean, technically, I guess it is the right call, but it just the timing and the, and the fact that it's thrown is is beyond me. Because we always say that there's penalties on every play, right? They just choose to to not call some of them. There's a holding on almost every single offensive throw or, or drop back. But to see that thrown in that situation, it was just like, man. Uh, there there was a lot that went on with it, but I could definitely say that was the first time I've seen that one. Yeah, I mean, as a Raider fan, unfortunately, the last one had happened against the Raiders as well. Uh, right. Christmas Eve, I think, 2015 <laughs> on Khalil Mack, just, just crazy. Logan Reaver, I can't yeah. thank you enough, my man. Follow Logan, Logan Reaver, at Twitter, at Instagram, and also catch him on the Raiders pregame live show on CBS. Have a safe travel, safe trip back home, man. 
appreciate it. Thanks for the time, buddy. Talk to you soon. Absolutely. There he goes, Logan Reaver, a new fixture on your local TV out here in Las Vegas. He does a great job for CBS 8 News Now. Now we go back to the phone lines. Robert from Portland, Oregon has been waiting patiently, and I appreciate you very much. And Robert, you were waiting patiently on the line, and you've been waiting patiently as well for a win. Yeah, Harry, it's... uh, I said after that uh, loss at Arizona, you know, when they gave that one up, um, some years are like this, but, you know, last year they were 7-2 and two in one-score differential games. And you and I both know they, 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 they did a great job. They pulled them out when they needed to. Um, this year they're 0-4. So things tend to even up. I'm not saying they're not a good team. I'm just saying that uh, McDaniels keeps saying after each loss, you know, we're going to learn from this. And he sounds like a coach that's very defensive. Um, And I can imagine why, you know, he's had a rough go at Denver. You know, he had uh, Tebow back then. They made the playoffs barely with him, and they beat the Steelers in the first round. But that's his only uh, claim to fame as a head coach. He had Brady that didn't make these kind of mistakes critically. He also had a defensive coach in Belichick that just, you know, can can you imagine if Belichick was the coach of this, if he had the talent that this Vegas club has? Can you imagine, you know, how many third down uh, plays that they give up over and over and keep drives going against Murray, against um, Mahomes? Uh, you, you, You just can't even fathom. I would say they would be at three and two or four and one if Belichick was the coach. Would you disagree with that, Harry? I mean, having Bill Belichick as your coach, and I appreciate the call, Robert. Have a great day. Have a great week. When you have Bill Belichick as your coach, you're going to have a pretty amazing defense. You know that for a fact. That man is a genius when it comes to defense. And right now, we got a coach with an offensive mindset. He's in charge of the offense, and he's going to try to take care of business on that side of the ball. And now we just got to get the defense on the same level because they started off hot with three stops, not allowing points on the three first three drives for the Chiefs, but afterwards, it was complete mayhem in that aspect. Remember Raider Nation, Remy Martin, 1738 Cognac is all about sharing good moments, just like these great Raider moments from the past, the Heidi game, the Holy Roller, Red Right 88, Super Bowl 11, and Super Bowl 15, to name a few. This season, let's celebrate all the good moments with Remy Martin and 1738 Cognac. Remy Martin, sharing good moments.